passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Football is back and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value. Cactus included on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception the Show. Uh, Matt, man, how are you feeling after this uh, crazy topsy turvy week twelve? You know, feeling pretty good. Um, you know, one of the things I've talked about on the show is that, I, I you know, uh, we're working hard on this. You know, me and and our, and our guy Zach uh, working mm-hmm. real hard on you know a lot of back testing and, and, and analytics and data on why reception perception the last two years since we launched this site has managed to get really excited and spotlight. Uh, second year receivers that have been uh, ready and willing to get in beefs with their team or in doghouse type <laughs> situations. So with that in the background, it was great to see our guy, Elijah Moore, get into the end zone for the first time this season um, was awesome. And I, like, of course, I was having fun with it on, on Sunday notice, like, cause we talked about the Mike white thing and why it was going to benefit the offense. And obviously they played the damn Chicago bears. So it couldn't have been a better run out for Mike white. Um, but still like, they just, he just guy just executed the offense. Is like, oh yeah, right. Elijah Moore didn't forget how to freaking play football. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, very. It's it's just it's not going to be quite the same and, and quite as clean as like, oh, Ayuk's out of the doghouse last year and he's he's putting up top twenty fantasy numbers like he was uh, to end last year. Won't be like that with Elijah Moore, but it's like it's just good to be like, okay, guy <laughs> didn't like just forget how to play wide receiver. So right. I can't wait to see. Um, you know, which one of uh, the guys I loved in the rookie report this year and will love going into their second season, you know, whether it's Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or, yeah. or, or whoever, like who, which one of these guys gets in a fight with their team next year. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get it, get an early lead on that. It's it's going to be Olave. It's going to be, it's a, I could feel it. I could feel it now. It's for some oh, reason, yeah. it's going to be Olave. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, right. Because I mean, he'll be uh, he'll be playing with some goofball quarterback again, yeah, right? Like you know, Andy, they, exactly. you know, it'll, he'll go from like the Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston carousel to the, uh, who, who even knows Sam Darnold? He'll be looking for maybe he'll just get like he'll get the Baker Mayfield treatment. But by the way, is Baker yeah. Mayfield not the big? Now I'm like totally off track and derailing the show. Yeah. But is Baker totally. Mayfield not the biggest wide receiver villain of our lifetime? Oh, um, 100%. You know. It, it doesn't Sam even Darnold. matter. Yeah, Donald comes in and automatically hundred yards for for DJ Moore. 
Scoring touchdowns. He never scored. T- <laughs> DJ Moore never scored touchdowns before. Yeah. He scored touchdowns with Sam Darnold. And it's like, it may. It, this is a guy, Baker Mayfield, that like a calendar year ago was forcing us into like, is Odell Beckham, like, does he not, does he not get open? Like, is Odell Beckham not really open? Where he's forcing us into that discourse a calendar year ago. Right. Odell Beckham, who like, Still owns, you know, top three scores in success rate versus man and press coverage uh, from his early part of his career. That's the guy we think does. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, give me a break. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield might be the biggest wide receiver villain of our lifetime. Maybe he's ruining Chris Olave next year. Who knows? I hate to even put it, it out there. Dude, I just I'm just putting a conspiracy theory. Are you actually Odell's dad? Is that what who, who released that video? Was it you? Was it you, Matt? Did you release that uh, video? You know, let me tell you what. If I'm going to pose as some NFL player's dad on on the internet and cut be, be cutting video, look. Let me tell you what. You want him to be cutting videos. You want somebody better than me doing it. Okay. You've seen. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I got no video editing skills. So I, I, no, no, not me. Not me. It might be you. Um. Anyways, we got a big show in front of us here today. Uh. But I want to dive right in. Uh. I want to talk about um Aaron Rodgers and, and potentially is it Jordan Love time? Is it? I don't know. It might be Jordan Love time. Uh, we got some rib injuries here uh, for Aaron Rodgers, obviously dealing with a um, a pretty messed up thumb as well. Uh, saw him make some, and we've been seeing this for the past month, really right. bad, uncharacteristic throws uh, from Aaron Rodgers. But I will say this, man, and, and I know it was garbage time-ish, but Jordan Love just stepped right in and and actually looked like a professional quarterback. He looked pretty good. Uh, I like the pace of the ball uh, that's coming out of his hand. And that's what he's always had. He's always had nice arm strength. Uh, but I don't know. I just felt like he didn't look like the moment was too big for him at all and um, was going up against a really good secondary and was just out there looking loose and comfortable and slinging the ball. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, 2.3 interception rate. Um, you know, he, we haven't seen him close to that since like 2017. You know, and, and, and like he's been the lowest interception rate number. Uh, you know, again, that's just intercepted passes divided by pass attempt, right? So yeah. he's been the lowest in the NFL for four straight years heading into 2022. And, you know, nine picks so far on the season. He has this, that's the most he's going to have in a season since 2010. So, I mean, <laughs> this is a guy. Right. that never throws picks and he's thrown a ton never. of picks this year. And I think a lot of it, you know, especially in that Lions game, it's like, we don't see Aaron Rodgers do that. Even, even if he was like a slightly diminished player, isn't playing that great. Like, yeah, I just, I think there's definitely some health things there. You know, he was certainly grimacing and groaning for reasons. Usually he's always grimacing and groaning during games, but usually it's because he's pissed <laughs> off at somebody. Right now it seems he's rather a little bit more pissed off at his own body. But um, yeah, I mean, for, for, for Jordan Love, I definitely think he got in there and played pretty well. And, you know, I always talk about, like, the like the relationship between the quarterback and wide receiver and, you know, what type of wide receivers work best with what type of quarterbacks and vice versa. And, you know, last year, obviously, the um, Jordan Love gets dropped in and during the COVID absence game for um, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he, he plays in against the chiefs, right. In the, in a low scoring game, didn't look good. You know, Devonte Adams has 14 targets, but doesn't do much with it. You know, right. Devonte's such like a, I mean, he's a quarterback proof wide receiver. He's a, he's a really good player, but like that was the only guy they had in the offense. And so much of the offense is built around just find 17. And like, what is 17 doing? Let's get it to him. 
And, and a lot of that, I think, for a quarterback requires a lot of timing and chemistry and rhythm. And, I mean, even as much as Devontae Adams is great this year, like, I think Derek Carr has even had to figure a little bit of, of that out, right? So, I don't know, mm-hmm. part of me wonders, like, every offense would be better long-term with a guy like Devontae Adams, but a young quarterback getting dropped into an offense where he's like, okay, let me just execute the play call and not have to worry about getting it to this one guy. Maybe that could be better for Jordan Love. I don't know. And I mean, Christian Watson is a guy at this point that, you know, I I don't think he's a complete receiver. I've talked about him, I think, on this show. Obviously, he's in the rookie report on the website. Uh, Yeah, you know, and the the three routes he runs really well is like crossing routes, deep over routes and, and go routes. But like, that's enough. If you're Jordan love to just get it to that guy, especially the crossing route he had against the Eagles, Beautiful. just a great, just a great play. And like, that's why I compare him to Martavis Bryan is because when he gets in the open field like that, he can house it like mm-hmm. that. Cause he's so athletic. And I think that's a, that's a nice little connection there. Love and, uh, and, and uh, Christian Watson potentially. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's it's really hard to think about what this this team might look like with Jordan Love, but uh, if that's his opening salvo into 2022, that's pretty looking pretty good. I, I mean, here's the thing: the Green Bay Packers are one in seven over their last eight games, dude. I mean, this season is pretty Man. much they're pretty much done, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're they're pretty much done here. Should they be giving Jordan Love an extended look? I mean, I I think they might have to. And I tell you what, if he plays really well. They're, Green Bay, I know they hate making trades, but golly, you, you got to make a trade. The bold move, Matt, the bold move would be if Jordan Love plays well, would be to move on from Aaron Rodgers in a full-on rebuild. That would be the bold move. I don't know if they've got the stones to do it. They probably don't. But if Jordan Love plays well, also, he's a very nice movable piece, too. Yeah, I mean, it it makes for a real fascinating discussion, right? Because they have to decide this year whether to pick up his fifth year option. I imagine if like, let's just say hypothetically, he doesn't doesn't start a game this year. Rodgers comes back, he starts against the Bears and he starts the rest of the way. And I know Rodgers said if he's if he's able to play and they're not mathematically eliminated, he wants to be out there. I do like that. He's like, yeah, if we're not. I am I'm interpreting was like oh yeah if we're mathematically done you can pull my ass out of there whatever I'm fine but uh you know it's just just I'm reading into that too much but still um what Aaron Rodgers reads into stuff too much so why can't we right uh but I I think uh I think when you just when you look at the rest of the Packers roster they look much more like a team that's you know thinking about maybe two years three years from now as opposed to like right now because they've got so many young pieces there are certainly veterans on the roster guys that have been around there for a while but they look more like a team that you know might be ready to really make a 2023 or 2024 push um now the Rodgers contract is obviously an albatross like I I don't know how they would cleanly move that thing I think they'd need a little help from Rodgers and he's not exactly the most uh you know amicable fellow I guess you you would say uh so I don't know I, I think it, it reeks for a really fascinating thought like if if Jordan Love plays the rest of the year gives him something 
do they have a do they have a situation where they need to think about it? I mean, obviously, you know, they drafted him the first round. Like, they were ready to, for it to be Jordan Love time sooner or later. And then, obviously, right. Rodgers goes on and wins two MVPs. So, it, you know, they're in quite an interesting situation with um, with Rodgers now being hurt. It almost kind of gives them an out to thinking, yeah. okay, we'd love to see a little bit of Love. I think if you slipped them some truth serum, don't you think, like, they'd be like, yeah, we'd, we'd kind of like to see what Jordan Love has. You have to see what he's got because, again, as you mentioned, that contract situation makes it so that they their their hand is forced uh, in terms of what they want to do. Either they're gonna, you know, completely burn that pick on Jordan Love and just let him go, or they got to pick up that fifth year option. And and again, what does that mean for for Aaron Rodgers? And you know, you talk about the contract, man. Like, there's a lot of like did. I mean, come on, dude. The the salary cap is all funny money, anyways, right? Like, teams are gonna figure it out. Teams are going to figure out a way if Aaron Rodgers is available, they'll figure out a way to make that work, dude. You know what I mean? So, and plus I'll say this, you talk about it being an albatross. I don't know when we take a look into next year and in the years following, is it that much of an albatross? Because quarterback contracts are just going to keep going up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. It's true. I think the only thing that makes it tough is like, where he yeah, he's just not, he's not coming off a good year right like if he was obviously mm-hmm. coming off his two mvp campaigns it's like there is no price i'd i'd i wouldn't pay to, right. to have aaron Rodgers. but i think you just have to ask like is he diminished is he a diminished player is he a year-to-year guy at this point like he's already right. talked about you know the possibility of retirement like once you start to talk about it how close are you to it and i mean you certainly don't want to be in a situation where denver finds itself right now and it's like uh we just (laughs) we just traded all these resources for a guy and gave him a big fat contract and nobody's gonna want him and he's he's literally literally the problem he's literally the problem he's literally one of the worst quarterbacks in the nfl it's not even like a question it now right it's like no we're 12 weeks in no he's he's literally one of the worst quarterbacks in the nfl um, they just lost to the Panthers. The Panthers. Wait, and it wasn't even really, Yeah, and it wasn't even really close. It no, wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't even really no. like a like the Panthers got to you know twenty points. It was like oh, it's Broncos. Over. They don't. They have never scored twenty points. It's over, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I, it's like you you look at Russell Wilson and like now the Broncos are going to start to get into that. Uh, oh man, we've got to maybe we just need to get a coach in here that's gonna that's gonna convince Russ to do and it's like nope Seattle has been doing that for the last like decade 10 years or whatever and and nope. look at where they are look at they they stripped they traded him to you <laughs> it's tough when, it's tough if you're considering bringing in a veteran quarterback like that and you know you started I don't get you got to kind of get in that point right I mean I mean the, Col- the Colts will maybe maybe they'll take him there are oh maybe the they'll want to do yeah, they will do one more veteran quarterback yeah, run. Absolutely. But I mean, but yeah, but I mean, the, even, even the Colts are smart enough to know to not give these old ass quarterbacks these multi year contracts, dude. I mean, I $250 million to Russell Wilson. Good night. Oh, my God. And it's crazy, too, right? Because, like, you know, you look at what Seattle's doing and they, I mean, I'm not even like making fun of the guy, but like they literally made an upgrade at quarterback. Uh, yeah. and, and when we talk about teams that improve, what is like the thing that you always point to? It's like oh, you could talk about roster builds and all those things. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like, did you improve the quarterback situation? You know, and yeah. Seattle, they did. That's why they're a better team this year than they were last year, because last year we didn't realize that Russell Wilson was bad. Like we didn't know. Right. 
we thought it was the the coaching staff or whatever. It's like, nah, I'm so happy that Pete Carroll d- decided not to retire and just keep on plugging away. Cause remember there was a, yeah. a big, uh, you know, should Pete retire talk, um, coming into this off season, but it's like, dude, he stuck around and man, he just stuck it to all the haters, man. It's like, yo, I was not the problem. It was Russ. It was Russ right. the whole time. It's crazy. Yeah, and he's he's like um making extra sure you're aware. You know, when he says the comments about like the oh, you know, we didn't have a guy that would go off the play sheet, the wristband or whatever and 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 you know, I mean, but he's but he is right though. I mean, I've said this stuff about Russ for a few years now that like why did why is Tyler Lockett volatile in in fantasy or whatever? It's well because he's playing with a quarterback who doesn't really execute a real NFL offense, and right. um, then you get him away from superstar players like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and this is where he is. I mean, I, look, I I was I, I was as down as anybody on the Russell Wilson, you know, Denver Broncos experience. Like I, I mean, I was kind of I was not in on that that being like an instant fix, but it's been way worse than I expected. Um, oh so yeah, way worse than anybody could have expected. Uh, you and I were like the only people on Twitter that were that were like tentatively putting our feet out there, saying like, "Yeah, I don't know if this is gonna work." You I don't know? know, yeah, yeah. You you guys because really, Twitter, you guys really think this is good. I mean, because Twitter loves Russell Wilson, dude. Not I mean, anymore. They, <laughs> they no, did. not anymore. No, they did. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like coming into this year, I mean, come on, dude. You know, it's like uh, uh, Twitter loved Russ, dude, and, and like right. obviously. Now they're all like you know, doing the Homer Simpson into the bushes gif, you know. Do you, do you know what the problem is? And I think this is actually. Uh, I'm not going to just be like you know Twitter does this and and but it is true. I think most, I, I, admittedly, it's a problem with like football in general. People really can't accept that like sometimes both things can be true. Like, and especially <laughs> when it comes to quarterbacks and yeah, wide receivers, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. thinks like oh well. Russell Wilson is good. Therefore he is made Tyler Lockett. Therefore he has made DK Metcalf. It's like, no, Russell Wilson can be a great quarterback and those boys can be great wide receivers and vice versa in Denver. Like, well, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, they were drafted high and we like them and we've seen them do stuff before. They must be good. And Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater suck. Well, it's like, well, Drew Locke can suck and those guys can't might be a little bit overrated. Like both <laughs> things can be true. So anytime when it's like, oh, good quarterback sure. comes here to this, it's like the you fill in the blanks. So, and look, it is tough in football to separate, you know, oh, extremely teammates hard. and the impact from each other. Um, That's why it's so I, fun I think, to talk about it. Right. right. Because, because, because there's because, no definitive answer. Yes. Um, but now we know the answer to this one. And, and, and unfortunately, I th- <laughs> I think not a very fun answer to watch. Uh, and I just, hey, let's just hope they get the Broncos at that primetime spot. They got one more oh primetime game left. Dude, they no. can flex them out of there. Let's get that out no. of there. Denver is dead last in scoring in the NFL. Dead last. Who would have ever thought? They're dead last. Dead last.